0: Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real-time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Giramita from Jaramita Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G., And you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. I want to remind our listeners that you can participate in the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week by way of the Mike G. in the Morning social media profiles. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Mike G. in the Morning. Don't forget to like our page. Our YouTube channel is Mike G. in the Morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. And we've also got a page on the Instant Grams website. And our screen name on those Instant Grams is Mike G. in the Morning. So check us out. Why don't you leave us some hate mail like so many of you have? I love it. I love it. I also want to remind our listeners, the powerhouse lineup we've got here at the Fox News Radio WFYL family. We've got Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Scott Adams coming at you with the Scott Adams show weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment Advocate Dana Lash, coming on weekdays from noon right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show him some love. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You know, I want to remind our listeners that this portion of the Mike G in the Morning program is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. Whether it's because you're traveling out of town or you're dealing with false accusations, you've got legal problems or loved ones on probation or parole, or maybe you've just run out of room for all your precious babies, regardless of the reason, Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialarmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or pacommercialarmory.com. Because it's important to support those who support freedom. And be sure and tell them Mike G. sent you. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio. W-F-Y-L. As usual, I've got my partner in crime, Philly Chris, with us this morning. Philly Chris, you with us?
1: Hey, morning, Mike. Morning, Russ.
0: <laughs> you know, thanks for coming on. It's good to talk to you. I want to sort of do a full episode of rapid fire, if you will, because we've got so much to talk about today. Um, but before we do, have you ever heard of Bananaphone? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Tell me about it. Uh,
0: I, I I'd love to tell you about it. I'd much rather show you about it. Russ, you got Excellent. that link? Cue it up, Russ. Cue it up.
1: All right, guys. I'm going to banana phone it up.
2: Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone.
1: Ding, dong, ring, ding, ding
0: ring. dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's going uh, to
1: be stuck in your head for the next two months now. You know that, isn't right? That a, isn't that one yeah. of Sinatra's final songs or something? <laughs> I don't know. Sinatra. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure it sounds a little familiar now. Oh, That's great. Because
0: everybody's going to be thinking of that song the whole episode now and then, uh, and then all weekend. And I'm going to get even more hate mail than usual. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I got to check yeah. that out later, the full version.
0: Some guy, I I got hate mail comparing me to Rush Limbaugh very recently. Oh, Yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, There's nothing worse than getting compared to a guy who makes four hundred million dollars in a contract. Right? Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds so
1: hateful, really. It oh, sounds awful. Like a that's yeah. that's the,
0: la- the last thing I'd want to aspire to, right?
1: <laughs> you better yeah. step it down a little bit.
0: Oh, Goodness, let's do let's do a full episode of rapid fire. I'm going to start off by bringing something at you, Philly Chris, something that I got a bunch of messages about uh, yesterday. Okay. Apparently, the attorney general of New York uh, bringing a lawsuit in efforts to dissolve the National Rifle Association, trying to dissolve the NRA and the NRA nonprofit based in New York. And as the attorney general, they'd have jurisdiction to bring this type of an action, alleging uh, multiple instances of fraud and things of that nature, basically. Uh, from what I understand, they're alleging that the the officials in the NRA mismanaged a bunch of money, uh, misappropriated funds by using a bunch of the funds for their own personal gain, for their uh, private, I don't want to say ventures, but they talked about private security, private transportation, um, exorbitant expenses, expense accounts, and things of that nature. Mm. But you know, as huh. as a gun owner, people look at New York trying to shut down the NRA and it's gotta to occur to them first and foremost, is there some kind of political motivation over here? Because Oh, there can't be. Absolutely not, right? No.
1: <laughs> Although it might, you know, the money thing might explain why they call me every few days asking for money. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely, it's definitely true. But you know, people who are pro Second Amendment or people who are members of the NRA, people who support uh, gun rights in this country, have to look at this at least with some kind of skepticism, saying, "Okay, every time a Democrat runs for office, or any time." Ah, uh, Democrats in a position of power. It seems like their go-to is, "I'm going to shut down the NRA. I'm going to stand up to the NRA. I'm going to fight the NRA." So, uh, you know, when they make these efforts, uh, there are people who question their motives, question legitimacy, something like this. And apparently, the NRA brought suit uh, against the—I don't know if it was the state or the attorney general.
2: Just okay.
0: late yesterday, you know, a very quick response to this whole action in federal court. So we're going to see how that plays out as well. Now, what what do you think about the whole situation?
1: You know, I think if there was ever a time to get out and vote, it's now. <laughs> right. Seriously. You know, I think so. But I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting that they try to do that. I don't see how they could possibly have any success with that. And. You know, it's uh, you know, I, I know I just joked about it, but they, they really, by doing that, they just get more people to come out and, and vote against them. So I don't know why they try to do stuff like that. It just seems silly, right? I mean, how do you feel?
0: No, I, I wonder if there are anti-gunners out there who see something like that and good. They're trying to shut down the NRA by any means necessary. Now, I don't know that whether there's any, legit, any legitimacy to any of the claims being made.
1: Right. Yeah. They,
0: but that's also the problem when when you try to politicize everything and you tell people it's your mission to shut down the NRA and stuff like that, because then if there is something legitimate, it, it, you got an appearance of impropriety, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Absolutely. And yeah, like you said, they've done this before. They'll do it again. And there's so many groups that have, have come after them, obviously, because they have such a large impact across the, the nation for. Uh, folks who do support the Second Amendment. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes.
0: You know, it's a it's a good point that you brought up that they have a huge impact. What do you mean when you say that? What kind of an impact? And this, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just asking you, as an individual, as a gun owner and a supporter of the Second Amendment, when you hear the NRA is having an impact, uh, what comes to mind? What what kind of impact do you believe that they have, and in what way?
1: You know, one of the reasons that I've supported them over the years is the uh, education and training aspect, especially having been involved with uh, ranges at a young age. You know, as I mentioned, I think other times on the show, um, being trained at a NRA certified range um, up in New England. So, you know, that's one of the things I think that that really uh, I see value in um, in education, getting information out there and, and standing up for our rights. Um, I, I, think maybe in recent years, uh, sometimes they, they've gone a little bit further and I know I've talked to other gun owners who feel like maybe they've gotten a little too aggressive at times, um, with certain aspects of defending the, the second amendment, but, but, you know, and there's other great organizations out there. I know you and I have talked about some other ones, mm-hmm. local ones as well, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the training I think is, is an important thing.
0: That's interesting. That were, you know, you know it- there are also people who feel the the opposite of what you said okay. about how them going too far. For example, like the Firearms Owners Protection Act, which yeah. included the Hughes Amendment, which banned fully automatic weapons to the common peasants like us <laughs> manufactured <laughs> right, right. after that date in 1986. Yeah. So, and you had Wayne LaPierre shaking hands with... Uh, you know, President Reagan, I believe it was. <laughs> After this law gets signed in, and people don't realize that that, you know, in part was a gun control law.
2: Yeah, so There
0: right. are people who get frustrated about stuff like that going through. Uh, but you know, from from my perspective, what I think about is you always hear these politicians saying, "Oh, the NRA." has got these politicians in their pocket, right? When they're talking about the opposition, these Democrats, these leftists, these gun control proponents, they say, the NRA, they're controlling everything with their money, and that's got to stop, and I'm going to stand up to that. Well, first of all, if you take a look at the amount of money that's being spent in Washington for this this cause, uh, compare that. Do me a favor, compare that to things like Planned Parenthood, okay? Yeah, sure. Compare it to some other things, and let me know how it stacks up.
1: Right, based on point.
0: the based on that criteria. Second mm-hmm. thing is, if this lawsuit's alleging that so much of the NRA's funds were being funneled out and spent on all these exorbitant, uh, you know, expenses all these uh, lavish lifestyle sort of improper company purpose. Right. Then how are they also spending so much money on keeping politicians in their pocket? How does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) It seems to contradict the the typical narrative, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, they don't really go hand in hand, do they?
0: They're saying, well, you're wasting all of your members' money. You're taking their money and you're spending it on yourself. You're mismanaging these funds. But in the same breath date, they always say, well, all this money is being used towards keeping politicians in their pocket. Well, if that's really the goal is to keep politicians in the pocket by using money, why would they be spending all of this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. You think they'd <laughs> wasting be happy all that it? Up, uh, all spending it. it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's fewer dollars being spent on keeping these these Second Amendment politicians in their pocket. Exactly. It, it doesn't make sense. I guess we'll, we'll see what the truth is. The truth will come out eventually. Yeah, uh, I hope but so. That, yeah. But I thought that's something that people would want to be aware of. I know a lot of people sent me that story earlier today, just unfolding today. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. Now, Chris, there was a video that was circulating last week, and it was a group of doctors in Washington, D.C., uh, talking about hydroxychloroquine. And you mentioned it at the end of last week's episode we said we wanted to get into it take a take a listen and sort of talk about that russ do you have that queued up
1: yes i do
2: um i'm dr stella Emanuel. i'm a pediatrician and an emergency room physician houston texas i come from a different perspective I'm, I'm from cameroon originally and i went to medical school in nigeria we took hydroxychloroquine we took camoquin. Flavoquin and all the queens. So I'm kind of used to these medications. So when they started saying it was not work, it was dangerous, I was like, what? Because we give it to babies, pregnant women, elderly people, everybody takes it. Hydroxychloroquine works. I have treated over 350 patients, asthmatics, diabetics, old people, 92-year-olds, 70-something-year-olds, 80-something-year-olds, olds we have not had one death. America, you don't need to be afraid. COVID has a cure. You don't need to be afraid. COVID has prevention. If they put everybody on hydroxychloroquine right now for those with early disease, early disease and those that want to get prevention, I'm telling you, we will stop COVID in its tracks in 30 days. I say that and I can back that up. And for all of you that are attacking us and telling us that we don't exist, why don't you just look me up? Take Tax medical board. Look us, every one of us. We're physicians. You can find us. We're not hiding. We're right here. Thank you. All right. Chris, what do you think about that? Because, you know, this
0: video was released on a bunch of different social media platforms and they all yanked the video down, which for me makes me absolutely furious. Yeah. Where do these these social media platforms get off on telling people what they can and cannot hear with respect to the coronavirus? I understand if you take a position that, OK, maybe this hasn't been reviewed by other physicians and maybe this isn't the most reliable uh, source of information. If you don't want to believe it, you don't have to believe it. But to say that nobody can listen to this, is this getting a little ridiculous, Chris?
1: Uh, yeah, I find it you know troubling and and scary, to be honest with you, when we look at history and when we see things like this happening where... Uh, you know, and, and these are professionals. These are real doctors. I don't think they're making that up, you know, um, and there's been other videos that I've seen and we've talked about uh, on and off the air that mysteriously, you know, get deleted and they're banned and they're, you know, called false uh, information. And, um, yeah, I mean, do we live in the United States anymore? Or what's going on with our, our, our First Amendment rights and freedoms, Mike? I mean, it's, it's not right, right? I mean, I, it's crazy. There, There's an agenda with these social media platforms, isn't there? There definitely seems to be. I was watching some of the hearings the other day. I know you've been super busy and, and been in court quite a bit lately, and I've been trying to follow some of the news with some of that stuff. And they were um, talking to the CEOs of many of these uh, social media companies and really putting them on the spot. And they're they're kind of dodging the answer, you know, when it comes to this stuff. And it seems to me that they're pushing the limits, you know, because we're so close to the election. Uh, and, and, you know, they're not being uh, straightforward in their responses and they continue to do it. I mean, they they're banning the president. They're they are deleting his tweets. Uh, they just uh, Don Jr.'s uh, stuff just got deleted again, I think, in the past day or two. And, you know, we want to hear from these people. We don't have to agree or, you know, at least we should be able to hear it and then decide for ourselves. Right. And that's kind of the point you're making, I think, Mike, right? Absolutely. Because yeah. it's t-
0: taken down from several different platforms to the extent that We have to really dig to find this video. And these are doctors standing out there. They're speaking out. They want the public to hear their message. And they just get yanked down because they don't line up with the views of everybody else. Right. Or the views that we're supposed to hear, at least I say everybody else, it's, <laughs> right. it's just because that's the only thing that you hear on the mainstream right. media. Right. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, think is, uh... that that's everybody. And if right. you don't see this other position, then it remains that you believe these people believe that, OK, this is what everybody's thinking Where clearly that's not true.
1: Yeah. And, and pre- the president Trump himself said weeks ago that he's been taking it as a precautionary measure. So obviously the white house doctors think that's okay. You know, his doctors, whichever doctors prescribing it. And it sounds like, and I've looked at this myself a bit, I'm not a doctor, obviously neither of us are, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's a, quite a bit of information to support that this is a safe medication that's been used for a very long time. And I find it troubling that, you know, some of the other folks, uh, who are dealing with this at the government level, at the White House level, are, are trying to veer people away from it when it's an inexpensive option that doctors feel comfortable prescribing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's very troubling. I find it very yeah. troubling.
0: couple of things. First of all, you mentioned that you believe the White House doctor probably thinks it's safe. Uh... I wouldn't be so sure because I don't know that if the White House doctor told Donald Trump not to do something that he would be like, okay, doctor, I'm taking your... <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring like, up a good point. Take a that's hike, true. pal. Right, Who do you right, think right, you're right. talking to here? Yeah. I'm going to do what I think is right. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. You bring <laughs> up a very good point, yeah.
0: <laughs> another thing, it's not even that I'm saying that what they're saying has merit or that it's correct or this is the, the right way to go. Yeah, What sure. I'm saying is that people should be allowed to hear this. If this is their position, that people mm-hmm. should be allowed to hear this you don't just take it off because that doesn't line up with uh what you believe the narrative to be or w- would would uh everybody's supposed to be saying at the time Does right that make sense?
1: yeah yeah it makes perfect sense yes
0: and in addition Absolutely. to and, and in addition to that i will say this as far as hydroxychloroquine goes uh you know i've got people close to me who have had the virus nobody has been able to take hydroxychloroquine For the most part, Uh, what they said was that only certain doctors at certain hospitals could prescribe it, and it basically had to risk a whole lot by getting it. They didn't seem to want to give it out. Sure, sure. But I do have a friend who is—I don't know how to describe him without um, giving away any identifiers—but basically, let's just say he's a, a. a celebrity of he's a celebrity mm-hmm. and I'd call him left of center. And one of his parents is a physician. And when this all started, uh he let me know that he had stocked up on hydroxychloroquine. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. And they had had that available, the family members, and this is obviously not a political thing, right? Sure. This is these people saying, okay, what is going to give us our best chance at survival here? Right. right? What are we going to do to protect ourselves, to protect our family, and to be in as great health as po as great health as possible? And that's the route that they went. So I don't know why this is becoming such a political issue that it can't mention hydroxychloroquine.
1: Well, you know, there's that possibility that if it is effective, and you know, folks on the left or or whoever wants to steer people away from that, and and you know, I hate to say it, but you know, prolong the the pandemic and you know, mm. for political reasons and make it worse and keep people you know fearful that there is no solution, then you know, it, it does make you begin to question that. You know, people will call you conspiracy theorist or whatever but uh, why are they so aggressively deleting these things that people should be allowed to i mean there's a lot of other crazy stuff out there on the internet that's not being deleted
0: Uh, these are doctors right is there going to be money in the vaccine what do you think uh yeah (laughs) it's going to be liquid
1: money ground up hundreds of dollar uh, bills (laughs) in <laughs> liquid well, they're, form. they're
0: talking about potentially thousand bucks a dose, right? Yeah. Rusted oh, is that what they're that? saying? I, yeah. I believe wow. that's what they said. Okay. Now, I heard you it's twelve hundred. You, you do hear these reports. These guys saying, "Okay, well, it's it's really going to be more of a humanitarian effort than anything." Yeah, humanitarian effort that costs a thousand bucks a dose, right? And if, yeah, imagine sure. if the if the government tries to make something like this mandatory, which I'm sure uh, a lot of the state governments at least will, right? Maybe some of these cities. We'll push for something like that, where in order to well, go back to school, you have to have the, the COVID vaccine. You could totally see that, can't you?
1: Yeah, it seems attacked, like that's where they're though? trying to go with, the you know, the possibly the, the chip where you'd have a chip, you know, showing that you were vaccinated or this ID 2020. I think they're calling it where you'd have something added to your license or some sort of identification. You know, maybe. Uh, did you see what's going on in New York with the, the roadblocks that they're setting up now? It, so maybe supposedly go...
0: taking the temperature, right, to make yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Or, Taking
0: the temperature, and then there was also something about people, if you're traveling from out of state, that you're supposed to quarantine for two yep. weeks. I heard That's their right. mayor say that this is mandatory, this is not optional, it's not a suggestion. Yeah, there's
1: like a, a $10,000 $10, fine if you're out of compliance, so I don't know how wow. they can do that. I mean, how is that constitutional, Mike? It doesn't how are they going to prove <laughs> that, though? Uh, was was it, that Russ? How are they going to prove that? Because, like, Thank let's you. say I go to New York for whatever stupid reason, maybe I'm there by accident, because nobody... I don't think anybody would go there on purpose. Um, you know.
2: <laughs> you know, it's
1: it's yeah. So let's say I'm there by accident and right. you know, these guys are like, "Oh, did you quarantine?" Like who who's going to be enforcing this anyway? Who's who's going to be the the quarantine 2 weeks police? Well, you know what I saw on the news it's today that's stupid. troubling. Is they said they were going to call you like somehow they're going to know you're there based on your cell phone hitting the towers. I I don't know if that's how they're doing it, but they said they already called like 80,000 people. Like, how do they know these people are there? So when you go there accidentally later for dinner, Russ, and you get that phone call.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's horrendous. Yeah, they're So they're randomly calling people. They have the ability to determine their location based on cell towers, you're saying,
1: well, they certainly can do that. But I don't know if that's what they're doing. But they they uh, I was watching the news uh, last night a little Uh, bit. And there was a report (laughs) saying that they called. I think, you know, uh, tens of thousands of people, I'll leave it at that, I don't know the exact number, and I was thinking, well, how do they know these people are there? Like, how yeah, that, okay. That's a
0: great question, how would they, and then, <laughs> I, I feel like a caveman when it comes to technology, so I don't know a ton about this, but...
1: Uh, they how are they if you don't answer, they're going to come out and, and, and find you. <laughs> like, no. what, they, you know, what if I turn oh, that's... That's... I'm I'm off my now
0: location? My <laughs> now you're pulling my leg. No, I'm serious.
1: I'm <laughs> they're going to come out and find
0: you if you don't answer the phone? Uh,
1: somehow, somehow they said they'll come you to, to your location. Without yeah? a war- it would
0: seem that, that there's gotta, there that's can't be a, a way somehow. to publicly access this. It sounds like it's something that you would uh, need a warrant for, doesn't it? I think
1: they're using the TikTok TikTok app, after <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the, the chinese and uh the chinese government and yeah the, the new york city mayor are working together on this one right yeah, that would genuinely right not now, shock me at
1: all uh, oh man yeah it's getting a little crazy so we'll see what happens but i uh, keep our eye on that all right
3: what if they hang up on that what if they
1: what if they call you up and they're like, "Oh, hey, we're the, you know, COVID 2 weeks police, and we uh-huh. know you you have not quarantined or whatever. J-
3: I can I just hang up?"
1: Um, Treat yeah, like a they're going to send like a helicopter to come pick up.
3: <laughs> like the, 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 okay,
0: there's rules. Well, they're not going to send the helicopter if you don't if you <laughs> don't hang up, if you stay on, then they won't send the helicopter.
1: I think you just answer and you say, Yeah, I'm currently quarantining. I'll be quarantining for the next 14 days and" Um, you know, leave it at that. But I, yeah, I don't know. It sounded yeah. a little crazy to me. It's troubling some of the stuff that I'm seeing in, in the media. Uh, you know, hopefully what I'm saying is wrong, but that's what they said. That's what they said yeah. on the news. Yeah. Insane stuff. Maybe Ab- it's fake news.
0: Absolutely know. insane. Well, I guess, I guess we'll see. Somebody's bound to call in sooner or later and let us know if it, t- if it happened to them. Uh, for those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with the law matters only on Fox news radio. WF. YL. So, Philly, Chris, more rapid fire. Seems like things are starting to get pretty serious with Joe Biden and Ukraine. Isn't that true?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, following that and it looks like some uh, new information is being reported um, You know, regarding that whole situation with his son, Hunter. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, I think we have a, a clip uh, that we might be able to play. Russ, do you have that clip where joe biden was talking about um it, it seems like uh, quid pro quo for uh firing that prosecutor a while back it's an older yeah. video but i think we pulled it up for the show right Yeah, you have that? i have that it's the title of it is joe biden brags about getting ukrainian prosecutor fired let's take a listen <laughs> let's take a listen to that
3: thank you um i remember going over convincing our team or <clears throat> others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees and i went over I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference. And said no, nah, I said I'm not going to, or, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority, you're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, You're not getting a billion. I'm gonna be leaving here, and I think it was about six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Well, As what opposed does he to mean by like, yeah, I was just thinking that. It's
1: like Besides liquid, right? You can, you like, a, like a gangster in my book, thing. Right? Like, you know, you can trust this guy uh, he's, yeah,
0: he's, a, he's a friend of ours, right? Don't worry about it. He's, he's going to be a
1: good prosecutor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gosh. Well, first of all, that's back when, way back when, when the dude could string a couple of sentences together, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Exactly. Now, I found something pretty interesting regarding this. Um, a very powerful media tycoon uh, from Ukraine. Uh, his property was just raided by the FBI. I think it was uh, just yesterday or the day before. Um, here's a little bit about it. The FBI just raided the Cleveland office building connected to Ukraine oligarch. I don't know if I want to say his name right here. Igor Kolomoisky, who is a principal of the uh, the private group, I guess, which is that company. I believe Hunter was working for and received that very large salary for all of his efforts on the board. So it looks like something's coming, you know, uh, regarding that situation. So we'll keep our eyes on the news, but, um, it looks like they're, uh, they're going to be releasing some more information about that, depending on what the uh, FBI finds.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Cra- crazy stuff. And to think that they went through this whole entire impeachment business all that time, right. Oh, based on quid pro quo. Which really what does that mean when it comes down to? Latin phrase for this for that, right? A favor yeah. for a favor kind of thing?
1: I believe so. Yeah, right.
0: And, yeah, and if he's uh, he's out there saying, well, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. What does that sound like to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, how can uh, you know, the vice president of of our country dictate to the uh, you know the officials in another country to do that. It, it, I mean, imagine if Trump did that or was recorded doing that. That would that would be a problem, right? Hey, well, <laughs> a lot less
0: has been a problem. I think that's the point here, right? Yeah. Uh, based on what he said, if if what he said was bad, then what Biden said is absolutely disqualifying. Uh, but we we don't hear that from anybody. I I, I don't know why. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's not news.
0: And that doesn't seem to be quite fair here, does it? But do you think that there's going to be some action moving forward and and people are going to pay for this?
1: Yeah, from what I'm seeing out there and trying to dig into some of the stuff a little bit for the show, it looks like we may be hearing uh, some more details, you know, in the coming weeks, uh, possibly sooner than later about more details regarding this situation and some of the other stuff um, as well that's going on with uh, Epstein, for example. There's been more... uh, Going on with that situation, and apparently there was uh, information linking uh, Bill Gates now to uh, Epstein. Undisputable uh, proof is supposed to be coming out regarding that, uh, where he was with uh, Jeffrey Epstein many times, even though he denied that in the past. So uh,
0: things are starting to come out. What about Didn't you send me something that Tom Hanks is a citizen of a different country now or, Oh yeah. He that's got, like, right. Like a
1: European passport. Yeah, or something like I, I forget exactly what it was. I think he yeah. recently became citizens of uh, Greece. That's is, right.
0: Is that true? That's not fake news.
1: I believe it's real. Yeah. Uh, it, looks, it looks pretty legit. Yeah. Now I believe her family's from there. So there might be something uh, to that, but uh, folks were uh, talking about that online regarding the, you know, the timeliness of some of the stuff going on with Epstein and his possible link to that as well. Uh-huh. Um, But, yeah, I guess we'll have to give that a little more time to see where that goes.
0: Google search, first thing that pops up is that he's being considered for the role of Geppetto in a live Pinocchio remake. <laughs> <laughs> no, the most is that important. real? <laughs> that's, that's the first article that pops up when you when you pop in Tom That's not on CNN,
1: so, that's not fake
0: news. <laughs> fake news. Fake news, he's playing Jiminy Cricket, folks. <laughs>
1: banana phone, we need some banana
0: phone. We now. need some banana phone. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get kicked off the air with banana phone. For all the things in the world that Mike G in the morning kicked off the air, it's going to be banana phone, right? Right, right, right. What what do you think about all these investigations that are supposedly going to be moving forward? Because I'll tell you this, I think that a lot of people elected Donald Trump based upon drain the swamp, and based upon the idea that he was an outsider who would come in and open up the books and people would go to jail. Right, to to expose all kinds of crooked politicians and all this business as usual, how these politicians were getting fat and how the American people were essentially getting robbed. Right? We right. pay all this money in taxes and basically we're getting robbed by these politicians, by these government officials. And unfortunately, I don't think that's happened to the degree at this point in his presidency that most people would have preferred. I think that there are some people who have become a part of the administration uh, or or maybe even the Supreme Court who have that uh, swampy sort of feel, meaning they've been involved in government for a long, long time. And I think a lot of people were hoping that uh, these prosecutions would begin early on. A lot of people speculated that Jeff Sessions was really behind the scenes doing a whole lot of uh, work towards taking down the deep state, if you will, right. and that seems to not be the case. And that that would, that's a huge disappointment for a lot of people. So, what would you say to people who who are getting frustrated and disappointed? Because you seem to think that there is something that's going to take place uh, and something
1: big. I, I, you know, it seems like something big is coming. You know, maybe in the next uh, few weeks, hopefully, we'll we'll see some more information, you know, released to the public about what Barr has been doing behind the scenes and and i and i think you know looking at it um how things are ramping up and how much more aggressively they're going after him and you know the fact that uh you know biden really still kind of staying out of the the spotlight a bit and and you know i feel bad for the guy honestly watching some of these recent um televised appearances with him he, he, you know he's he's got to be having some sort of issues i don't know if he's you know, on the borderline of being senile or whatever, but he certainly is not quite able to communicate like he used to be able to. Uh, He was pretty effective uh, in the past, you know, at least the way he could get up in front of uh, a crowd and speak. So I I feel like something's coming. I don't know for sure, Um, but it it feels that way. And I think to your point, Mike, it has taken a while and some people are getting frustrated. But as we approach the election and we get closer and Barr starts to release more information, um, I think there's going to be some stuff coming out about, you know, the Obama Gate, Spy Gate thing they're talking about. Um, and mm-hmm. I think Trump said something the other day that, you know, some pretty compelling information might be released by Barr. So we'll see where that goes. But, you know, I talk to people on the other side of the fence. I have several friends who are liberal and, and you know, they don't seem to believe any of that. And who knows what to believe at this point. It, you know, things are so polarized, right? So hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll get to some middle ground here and we'll get to the truth. I guess that's what we're all looking for.
0: You know, we've spoken about the whole Biden thing. You're talking about him deteriorating. And, yeah, right. Uh, we've spoken about that in the past. And several months back when we were talking about it, I mentioned that it was getting to a point where I wasn't sure whether to make fun of him or to legitimately right. feel sorry for him because it yeah. was looking like there's something legitimately going on there. And if yeah. that's true, you don't want to make fun of somebody who's who's sick. You sure. don't. Sure. Even if you don't agree with their politics, if someone's brain is deteriorating and they're basically dying, it's right. not nice to make fun of them. I don't think that's right. I don't absolutely. I don't care. I don't think that's right to make fun of them in that situation. But it since that conversation, it's only gotten
1: worse. Yeah. I mean, could you agree? Absolutely. You it's know, it's gotten
0: worse. And, and shame on these people who are running them out there for whatever their political gain is, because. Uh, if this guy is really sick and he needs to get help, and they're running him out there like this, shame on them. Shame on them for not getting him help. Did you hear him try to answer a question about his mental health and fitness?
1: Uh, I think where he it was just the, uh, reporter of doing cocaine or something. Before, he before he did.
0: Yeah, that that was <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, That was a that was a, a funny, regular, uncle creepy sort of thing. Right. Exactly. But then then he starts talking about his mental health and his mental fitness. And he stutters for about ten seconds and can't even get the words out.
1: Yeah, I just saw that earlier. Uh, he
0: keeps botching it, getting it backwards and everything. It, ah,
1: yeah, goodness. and and right. I mean, that's Russ, Can something you see if you can
0: pull that up? Because because I want our listeners to hear if they haven't heard this one. Just type in Joe Biden mental fitness, see what pops up. Because. You got to hear this. It's almost like you you wouldn't believe me.
1: Uh, What was the word he was trying to say? I forget right now. Maybe I'm losing my mental faculties here. But yeah, he was specifically saying something about Trump and his ability to and so um, saying
0: mental fitness. And he was saying like fishnets or something like that. I hate that we're laughing at this. Sure. Uh, yeah, because well, we if somebody is just like an that. idiot and they're mm-hmm. a pompous idiot and they think they know everything and they go out there and they're being stupid, it's okay to make fun of them. In my opinion, man, i G rules, right? Like <laughs> maybe that's not the nice <laughs> thing to do, but Mike G rules. But if somebody's sick then I think that they're off-limits. I, th- I think a lot of us could agree with that. Yeah. I'm sure th- I'm sure people like Tony yeah. from New York are listening right now and saying, Now <laughs> hell with it, right? <laughs>
1: Call in <laughs> <and> Tony <laughs> if you're listening.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tony, give us a, give us a <laughs> shout. It's been a while. And for those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. In the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. Russ, we you able to pull that up. I know that you type in uh, Joe Biden mental health or mental mental fitness. There's probably a million videos that pop up at this point. No.
3: And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, if, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical mental fi- my physical as well as my mental fi- fitness.
0: Oh, what do you think of that, Philly Chris? Not quite fishnets, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It might have been better if he said that. Yeah, you know, it is kind of sad, unfortunately, because uh, we all have relatives and we're all, you know, getting older every day. So I think to your point, Mike, it's becoming a situation where, you know, they're denying the truth. Uh, Something's going on. You know, maybe he is fine in a lot of ways, but, uh, you know, he's not just doing that once or twice. It's like becoming a pretty regular occurrence. And in this case, he's talking specifically about his mental faculties and capabilities and, um, not even able to communicate it effectively. Right. Yeah. Is he trying to duck the debates you think, you know, some people are saying that. So, He's a pretty good actor, though, if he's faking it, right? You were saying something to me off the air about that, I think. Yeah, know.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. for for our listeners over in New York, you'll remember a guy, Vinny the Chin Gigante, And Vinny the Chin was known as a neighborhood guy over in New York. Um, he was allegedly involved in organized crime, <laughs> right? Oh, he's and, following my
1: line right now. He wants to, yeah.
3: <laughs> to <get on laughs> Michael.
0: W- what happened with Vinny the Chin was he would walk around with a bathrobe and slippers. And then ultimately they raised some kind of insanity defense when he was charged with crimes. And the the word on the street was okay, Vinny the Chin did all of this weird stuff, so that way he could claim insanity if he ever was uh, you know charged hmm. if they ever tried to bring him down, and I was wondering hmm. whether that could be said of Biden, whether he knows that there's prosecution around the corner uh, if he's going to go down for this whole Ukraine stuff with his son, right. and he's starting to you know make it up here as if he's so far gone that there's nothing they can really do about it. Now you're you raise a great point that if. If he is faking it, he is one of the greatest actors to ever live, and he deserves—he <laughs> <laughs> deserves the role of Geppetto in the live Pinocchio show over Tom Hanks. <laughs> right,
3: right.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, you're onto <laughs> something there.
0: it's—it looks too real. It looks too natural. I—I um, I don't think that he's—I don't think he's faking it. If he is, he's phenomenal and greater than right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think give them too much credit if you take that route, but it's something to think about. It's something that at least crossed my mind, but you know, we'll yeah, see, we'll see what does come what people do do to try to avoid this stuff. If there are more criminal prosecutions coming down for some horrendous things from truly heinous things, I'm sure people are going to do a whole lot to try to avoid paying the penalty, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, and you know, it's an interesting theory, but I think to your point, I don't see how he could be pulling that off. It just seems too organic, I guess. Maybe he's a word yeah. for it. And and his voice sounds different. You can hear there's a difference in the the way he's communicating. I mean, it almost sounds like a little bit someone who um, maybe possibly even had a small stroke or something like that. Is his is yeah. his speech is different than it used to be? I don't know. Uh, up.
0: A buddy texted me recently and said. Here's how you create a Joe Biden speech. You go on your phone and you text, here's the deal. And then you use the uh, automatic predictive text for the rest of the message. Uh, So you keep clicking on the words that pop up and that's how you... That's how you make a Joe Biden speech. So for our listeners at home, <laughs> go into your text messages, type in here's the deal, and then use predictive text the remainder of the time. Just keep clicking on random words, and uh, you'll have yourself a, a Joe Biden speech. It, it, really, it doesn't feel right making fun of him, but maybe that's part of the strategy. Maybe they figure if we run him out there, you know, Trump's, Trump's just going to look like a bully if he points out these defects, which... Listen, we we can't hold back people. If if we've got uh, an election that's going to determine the fate of this country, uh, Mm -hmm. we've got to be able to be objective about somebody's uh, mental fitness, don't we? We have to be able to take a step back and and say that we're pointing something out without making fun of somebody. It becomes becomes so tricky, doesn't it? especially yeah, the I mean, you know, talking they created, about the,
1: the presidency tried to
0: create this culture where uh, you know everything is offensive to one person or another and i totally get that it's not cool to make fun of people who have some kind of a, a disability or they they have some kind of a defect or you know if some, somebody's really sure. sick make fun of them. That, that's cruel that's that's totally cruel and right. i don't know why but uh, leftists seem to think that, you know, people on the right have no hearts and they don't understand that. Right. <laughs> they, uh, you couldn't yeah, possibly right, exactly. understand yeah. that it, it's not right to make fun of somebody who's sick as a Republican. Right. You guys are just a bunch of mean, cold hearted people is what we get from them. Uh, but at the same time, there's got to be a way to objectively point out something that's of utmost in, of the utmost importance in this upcoming election. Without being painted as a bad guy. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and to that, you know, I the, one of the things I keep thinking about is I just want to see the debates. You know, let's see it then. Get, let's get the debate scheduled and get the two of them um, debating with each other because I think then we're going to see the truth. You know, the, he's not going to be able to hide from it if there's an issue and then, you know, uh, appropriate action. They've already been
0: be able to duck out of the but, convention, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. that's part of the strategy. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it seems like it for sure, doesn't it?
0: I would say that the whole pandemic situation, the lockdown situation, goes to his favor overall. Oh, absolutely. Because they don't have to run him out there to all these live events. I don't know if he could, you know, could he keep up with all these live events going out there? If he did, how sharp is he going to be? Is he going to have more opportunities to be on live television and being in front of crowds and making these mistakes. Whereas Trump, I mean, that's his strength. The guy has been, he never really stopped going out to all these rallies, right? Even after, after he won, he was still going out from city to city and doing these rallies and all of them very, very well attended. And it was only in,
1: yeah, he's got a lot of energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really where he shines. That's his wheelhouse right there. And he's not being—he's not able to do it with this whole situation. So, we'll see what kind of impact that has on the, the long run, right?
1: Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Well, did you see that that explosion there over in Beirut, Mike and Russ? What'd you guys make of that? Yeah. A nice segue there.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. To the sorry. explosion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> and i don't want to laugh at an explosion it's just like that's
1: no not at all
0: yeah maybe ease us in there philly chris it's first thing in the morning sorry i was i
1: was i was taking a look at my notes and there was i wanted to joe biden Biden. (laughs) hey
0: my ice cream don't have Uh,
1: i see a squirrel hold on a minute
0: yeah right So what, what ended up <laughs>
1: happening with that? Because
0: I heard that Trump said something about it being an attack and people ripped him apart and said, oh, no, you know, most people think it's an accident. Do we know anything about well,
1: it? Well, the reason I brought it up is uh, I know we were getting close to the end of the show and I, and that's why I, I, I switched over to it. I should have given you a little more heads up. But <laughs> I was looking into that and it was interesting. There's a video of uh, Netanyahu from a few years ago where he's actually holding up maps of um the port area there in Beirut. And he's telling people that there were missile installations right where the explosions happened. So maybe there's some truth to what Trump was saying. Cause I was curious about uh, what had happened over there and people were saying it was fireworks and fireworks don't do that. There's, there's no way Ac- experts have come out saying that there was ammonium nitrate being stored there, uh, which is the same um, material that was used in the Oklahoma bombing. I'm sure you remember mm. that Mike, cause you had spent mm. some time out there. But, you know, it takes a, a rather large detonation to make ammonium nitrate even detonate either a very high uh, degree temperature or fire or some sort of explosive device. So, yeah, well, I guess, you know, we'll find out what, what happened. But, boy, the, what a horrible situation. I, I was watching some videos on it. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to the people over there who were impacted by it. But, yeah, maybe there's something some truth to what Trump was saying. I mean, he does have military information that we don't have. So I guess we'll, we'll find out hopefully in the future what really happened.
0: Yeah. So that's the last thing the world needs right now, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're having all kinds of trouble over there. Their currency is imploding. Um, You know, people are going hungry over there. There's hyperinflation. So, you know, if it was some sort of attack, it's going to be quite effective uh, against, their, you know, their current situation and the stability in the area. So. Mm. And you're
0: saying something about silver uh, being at a recent high.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about that on the show, um, over the past several weeks and, uh, hit another high today. It, it actually went over 29. So when we first talked about it a few weeks ago, I believe it was right around 18. So it's gone up. Uh, you know, about eleven dollars. So it's wow for a fifty percent gain. I mean, that's that's five or six years in the stock market, five or six good years, in just sure. even, you know a few weeks, basically. So, sure. That's... Um, again, not not giving out investment advice. Yeah, right. right. Tomorrow, make that
0: make that clear. We just
1: and, uh, so. we're
0: just <laughs> reporting the news, right? <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Uh... But but it's amazing to think that let's say you took you know ten thousand dollars just a few weeks ago, it would be worth you know over over fifteen thousand now. Wow. So quite a, quite a game.
0: That's something that you, you also have mm-hmm. to have the, uh, I don't know how to say this on the air, the, the courage to do that. Is that, is that the easiest sure. way to Absolutely. say it? Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause that, yeah. that takes quite yeah, a, you need to... quite a bit of courage to, to lay that kind of money out there. And, you know, one wonder if you're ever going to see it again, because silver in the beginning of the pandemic, it, a lot of people expected it to go up pretty high. It was down around fourteen at, at one point, I believe.
1: Yeah, actually, I was just pulling the uh, chart up it, um, as we were talking about it, just to see where it's at right now. And um, yeah, it looks like right back in you know mid March or so, right around the beginning of of the pandemic, it dropped below fourteen.
3: Below fourteen, and
1: uh, you know now it's twenty nine seventy three, almost twenty eight dollars. So. Basically double, basically doubled, you know, since the beginning of this. And where else can you can you do that now? Uh, you know, I think it's going to continue to go up based on the current economic environment, both gold and silver. I, I think they'll continue to rise, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, only the only the future will tell, Mike. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, everybody ought to keep an eye on that. Other than that, what else is on your mind, Philly yeah. Chris? I want to talk real quick about uh, the sports leagues. Apparently, the ratings are in; they're absolutely terrible because so many of these <laughs> these uh, players and these teams and sometimes even the league have taken these political stances and you got the whole kneeling right. during the national anthem thing. And a lot of people, even though people have been dying for sports, uh, they've just mm-hmm. decided, I'm not going to watch if this is what's going to go on. You know, this was supposed to be my break from, from politics and I don't want to have to, right. you know pick apart why I disagree with whatever you're saying uh, while I'm watching
1: sports. Yeah, it's become quite political.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and apparently the ratings uh, have taken a beating for that. I I always wondered about that. When these leagues come on out and they support these leftist causes, uh, you've got to think that they're running a business, right? You would think that they'd be doing what's best for... The business, and yeah, it would seem that you know they they talk about the business pressure in having to change names like the Redskins and names like the Cleveland Indians, and Mm -hmm. we've got to change it because of political pressure, or or at least that's the way they make it out to be. Too many people would be upset if we left it in place, but then you know by doing things like like kneeling, they're losing. A uh, segment of their viewership for sure. There's no two ways about it, right?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because I believe for a while the NFL and some of the other organizations basically were trying to take a neutral stance and encourage the players and and even ban those political, um, you know, the kneeling essentially, but now it seems like they're, they're going the other direction and supporting it. So they're taking more of a a stance with it. And, I have quite a few friends um, who are pretty into sports. As you know, I'm not a huge sports person, but uh, I, I heard the same thing from them that you just said—that they're getting a little tired of it and they're not going to necessarily participate in watching the games and you know buying things from the folks who are uh, sponsoring those 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 um, teams. You know, like you so you've said in some further. of your seminars, vote with your dollar. So
0: yeah, yeah, right, that's right. that's something else. That's taking it a step even further. Uh, you know, we've yeah. just seen that, that now would be the time for sports to be through the roof because with the whole pandemic and everything, we've been deprived. There's no two ways about it. And sure. all they have to do is put a product on TV that doesn't infuriate people and everybody will tune in. You know, <laughs> it really doesn't even have to be that great. Right. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be that great. It's just got to not infuriate yeah. people. And they, they can't even they can't even do that. Uh, here's the way i think a lot of people feel about this whole kneeling during the national anthem issue because you hear people who are pro kneeling say well they're they're doing it to support a cause they're doing it to raise awareness about racial injustices and and that's a very important issue and that's why we're doing it they'll say it has nothing to do with the flag but you can't separate it from the flag when you're doing it during the national anthem it's just not possible right if you were to yeah to, I, yeah really yeah if you if you were to do something like uh, uh that, that desecrates a flag or desecrates uh, a sacred book from somebody's religion let's say and say okay well i'm doing this you know I, i'm burning this religious book to raise awareness about, uh, you know, the injustices that go on in certain countries, but I've, I've got no disrespect right. towards that particular religion. Are you kidding me? Do you think people are just going to be like, ah, oh, cool. That's fair enough. Or are they going to freak out on you? You're going say, well, listen, we don't care what yeah, you're gonna, doing that. Burning that religious <laughs> book is not okay. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, try doing that. And people are going to have a problem and they're going to start looking for you. Right. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so, and and I look at it too. We both have, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners have uh, friends and family who served in the military. And some of these people have come back, and they can't even kneel because they have lost, you know, limbs, uh, you know, on their body. So I think it's very disrespectful to our military to sure. do that during such an important and critical time in our country. We should try to be coming together, you know. Um, Granted, everybody has the freedom and right to do what they want, but.
0: Yeah, Drew Brees, quarterback for the Saints, came on out and said something to this effect right after um the whole kneeling thing got brought back up fairly recently. And he mm-hmm. got chewed out by so many people, so many players saying you don't get it, and you know, you don't understand racism and everything. And so he kind of backtracked on everything and said that he missed the boat, missed an opportunity when it first happened, and he should have shouldn't have made that statement uh it's okay. coming to the point where if you say anything about the whole kneeling situation being disrespectful to the flag and if you have any negative opinions about it that you're going to be attacked by society and you know they're right. going to try to put you out of the job essentially i i don't understand why no criticism is allowed you know certainly if somebody's offended on the other side by anything <laughs> <laughs> they're allowed not, to be heard, right? Isn't that isn't that pretty typical? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying they can't do it. I don't think either of us is saying that. Like, you know, we're not critiquing them to the point where are saying, "Oh, they got to ban that or or you know, they shouldn't be allowed to play." Um, so you bring up a good point, but you know, uh, it, it seems like they're just uh, their narrative is is the opposite and they're willing to to go uh, really far with it. So, you know, it's it's too bad because it's just dividing us more during a time again when we should all be coming together, right?
0: Yeah, you know what? I have a friend who is in professional sports and recently resigned over this issue uh, because. Oh, is that right? Wow! He did. He did. Wow. I'm trying to get him to come on okay. this program. Um, that would be great. he he, uh, he, he may want to work in sports again, so I don't know if he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But, well, but I Mike Ditka came he made on a out. Decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah, somebody like my Mike, uh, Mike Ditka came on out, and he. He, uh, you know, criticized the whole kneeling thing. He said, you know, if you, you have the opportunity to earn a living in this country playing this sport, then, you know, he doesn't right. believe that you should be uh, kneeling and disrespecting the National Anthem, disrespecting the country.
1: Sure, sure. In
0: doing so. But he's Mike Ditka. I guess he, you know, he's so established <laughs> at this point that, you know, what are they going to do? But anyway, that's all the time we've got for this week. Have a great weekend, Chris. Sing the banana phone song, will you? It's gonna be stuck in everybody's head all weekend. <laughs> banana phone, check it banana out. Phone, yeah. Banana stick phone, stick around for we <laughs> the people. The Constitution matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Philadelphia. I'll be joining as the legal analyst. We love you, Ellie. You'll always be with us. Take care. Have a safe weekend, folks.